Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Steven Johnson, Fort Star Telegram. He's been one of our guys, in fact, uh, a go-to guy for us in the coverage of TCU. They host Baylor tomorrow afternoon at 2.30, and he joins us on 365 Sports. Steven how much gas does TCU have left in their tank? Do we lose them? Nope, my, my bad. Something's wrong with my AirPod guys. But, uh, yeah, to answer your question, uh, it seems like they're fired up. They're fired up. They know how important this robbery game is. TCU's obviously playing for a chance to make it to a bowl game. So I would say, based on what we saw last week against Texas, they they – there's more uh, fuel in the tank than you might expect considering the season they've had. Steven, a couple years ago, Baylor played Ole Miss in the Sugar Bowl. And Jeff Lebby was the offensive coordinator at Ole Miss. And I asked him at the press conference, was there any more sauce on this game because of their departure from Baylor? And he gave me the coach-speakiest answer of all coach-speaky times. I would have to assume that Kendall Bryles feels similarly but may not say anything. Do you think there's a little extra, you know, zip on the fastball for him this week? Well, I, I, well, if you're a TCU fan, I think you would certainly hope so considering the offense has been, I think, inconsistent is, at best is probably the word I would use. So, you know, if there's any time to bust out anything you got left, anything in the tank that you haven't used already, now would be the time, especially considering his history – I don't think he was a big fan of how his father was handled. Um, so I would imagine he's fired and motivated. We haven't had a chance to talk to him this week. But, yeah, this is definitely a game. I think it would be even, you know, Baylor's not a great team, but this is still a big game for uh, Kendall Brown because you do not want to be a situation where TCU comes out and maybe on the score is like 10 or so points. That will get this fan base really fired up even more than they have been all year. Steven, what have you thought about the play of Josh Hoover as the weeks have progressed since I think we talked to you last? We've seen a lot more of him, but also what's the status of Chandler Morris right now as well? I I remember reading something last week about how he appeared to be getting closer, but can you kind of clarify that for us? I'm pretty sure it'll be Josh Hoover the rest of the way. Um, As of of today, I'm expecting Chandler's career as a horn frog is probably over just because it's unfortunate the injury situation but I think Josh has shown enough that they want to get him, continue to get him these valuable reps, especially if they don't make a bowl game. This could be the last time or the kind of the last stretch where he could um, get those reps, get those in-game situations. So, But what I've seen from him is 
he's a young quarterback. There's been time he's he's had a turnover in every single game he's played in. So I think that's probably the biggest concern. The positive side is TC was finally getting more chunk plays down the field because he's more aggressive than Chandler Moore. And he's shown a shown more of a willingness, I think, to try to stretch the field. And that's why you're starting to see Savion Williams start to break out a little bit for the Horn Frogs. He was, he was kind of the receiver you thought could kind of replace Quinn Johnson. That hasn't happened, but he's coming off a career game last week against Texas. So we'll see if that can kind of carry over again on Saturday against the Bears. There was no way that Sonny Dyke saw what has happened happen back, let's say, uh, during the offseason, entering the season, even though the Big 12 is all jumbled up. There's no way he saw this coming, is there? No, not at all. I mean, you guys probably heard some of the, heard some of the same things we were hearing. They believe they had a good team this year. They believe that they did a good job of replacing some of the talent, and maybe they didn't have the same quality as last year, but they thought they had better numbers, more more of a quantity approach. You know what I mean? Like, hey, we don't have a Quinn Johnson, but we signed six, you know, five or six receivers in the portal last year to kind of help up for that. Um, so I think they thought they would be contending a lot more than this. They had high expectations for defense. And defense has been a disappointment, especially considering what's happened against all the kind of the quality competition they face. So this has been a surprise to Sonny Dykes, especially the way they've lost games, missing kicks, you know, turning the ball over in the red zone. They're 124th in red zone offense. I don't think they could have predicted that coming to the season. I was going to ask you about that. Is that just the change in offensive line and also quarterback as much as anything? Like, I know it, 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 in the Tech game, they got into territory, but then Josh Hoover – had an interception, right? Or, or like, what do you attribute that to? That lack of success in the red zone, because that's that's alarming to be be that low. Man, there are, there are so many things. I think let's start with the O line. They don't trust the O line. I think in those, you know, those third and twos, those second and goals from the three yard line, and just the interior of the offensive line, I think has not shown the ability to continue to win those, you know, physical matchups when you're trying to run the ball and punch it in. The quarterbacks, Josh Hoover and Chandler Morris, have struggled with turnovers. You guys remember that Colorado game? Yeah. They win that game if you don't throw two picks in the end zone. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of happened all season. So I think turnovers, the lack of physicality um, with the offensive line in the run game, and I don't think Kendall has done a great job at times with some of the plays he'll call when they get to the red zone. They love running a lot of jet sweeps with some of their slower receivers, some trick plays that just, you know, you know, if they work, it's clever, but if they don't, you know, it's kind of like, why not just run something a little bit more simple? So I would say those are probably the three primary factors leading to what's going on. I think the understatement of the segment was that, yeah, he didn't like the way everything was handled with his father or no one did that was a part of that staff. Is there any frustration enough for him uh, and his future there, or is that a locked-in position and give him another chance in the offseason to build more of what he wants to see on offense? Based on my understanding right now, I think it would take, like I said, it would take scoring 10 points against the Baylor, maybe getting shut out against Oklahoma, for I think Sonny to consider making a change like that. He is close to the uh, to the Browse family. He's out for him. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yep. He's out for him. So I don't think he would want to, you know, kind of pull the plug in year one because they are, I believe, 16th in total offense. So it's weird. They do things well. They, You know, they're one of the fastest teams in the country in terms of tempo. They do put up a lot of yards, but they just haven't executed, you know, in a consistent fashion. So I think there's a case that could be made like, hey, second year, second year for Hoover, you know, we'll get some, get maybe get some O-linemen in the transfer portal. So I would expect for him to be back. But like I said, if something drastic happens where you only score a touchdown or two against Baylor, then, hey, 
the noise is going to be extremely loud. Steven, will you pick me up a Blue Bonnet Battle t-shirt? Man, if, if that's what you really want. <laughs> yeah. well, what has been the reaction among TCU fans? Because uh, for Baylor fans, I, I mean, I think you know it's not been great. That's basically the same thing. It's just kind of, look, I, I get it as a state flower. I'm not a native Texan. I don't know how much, you know, pride y'all have in that thing. You got state flower. But generally speaking, man, I don't think we should be calling rivalry game. We shouldn't name them after a flower. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I like rivalry. I thought it had a, you know, yep. tied into Christian history of, of both programs. It was unique. So I, I would have loved to see them kind of keep that or something that at least kind of acknowledges the fact they're both small private Christian institutions. But um, there's been a lot of memes and a lot of jokes. That trophy is heavy, man. So whoever wins, I don't know how they're going to carry it out of the stadium. <laughs> Put it in their ear like you do in Hawaii when you show up the, or something, like a hula dancer or something like that. So the trophy's heavy. Oh, that's the right. It's heavy. the belt. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. What? What? Yeah, it's like a wood. It's like a shield and like a wooden, a wooden placeholder. I, I tried to pick it up when they brought it to TC earlier this week, and I'm just like, you know, good luck. Those guys are stronger than me. So good luck. To them. <laughs> Hey, uh, Stephen, thank you for your time. Enjoy the game, Eamon Carter, tomorrow. See, I keep on thinking it's just a flower. You just give yeah. somebody a bouquet of flowers. Yeah. Well, it's not even the no, season for the giant trophy. Yeah, I know. It's I, not I, even, I just, that's the thing is, like, if you wanted to give, even if it was, like, part of it, like, if you had, like, the the queen of it, like, you know, Baylor's got one and TCU has one, to give them blue bonnets, they're not even in season right now. No, you're right. A, <laughs> that's a, that, And, boy, I tell you what, though. We've said it a lot, but driving down the highways in the summer during the Texas summer, those things are beautiful along the highway. It's just absolutely gorgeous. A lot of times you'll see somebody who's been mowing the grass, and he'll complete, he or she will completely like turn, and it'll be a missed area because you don't mess with the blue bonnets on the highways or anywhere else in Texas. Oh.